Welcome, it's SP Pod. Stanford Steve, now known as Tech Support, is here. Never. Look, last week I was on a phone. Something was wrong with the work laptop. Steve started plugging in things and pushing buttons, and bang, we're back, baby. <laughs> Do you know what you did? No. Okay. That makes me feel better. It was just sort of random luck, right? I usually, I'll usually make sure everything's plugged in, and then if that doesn't work, I'll just restart the whole thing. And then I just plugged everything in, and I heard sound, and I'm like, all right, let's go. Hurry up and tape this, because uh, I don't know what happened, but it okay. sounds right. Well, here we are. Lots to get to. Mm-hmm. Again, I always I look at the amount of scribbling I have on my piece of paper here, and I think college or pro, Saturday or Sunday. And I always want to start Sunday because it's freshest in my mind. Let's do it. Last week, you said the the play the Super Bowl in the NFC goes through Philadelphia. Uh, bang, bang, bird gang. They moved to 4-0 in the rain and slop against Jacksonville. The Super Bowl and the AFC goes through where? Whoa. Oh, man. <sighs> Buffalo. I think Buffalo. Okay. I tend to agree. I think their win on Sunday was was huge because they erased a deficit. They win a close game. How they won on the road against a peer, right in your weight class. Mm-hmm. They they haven't. They've been blowing people out, but they've been not. They lost seven straight one score games. I think that starts to get in your head. I mean, all sorts of circumstances can play into how you win or why you don't or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just the most recent thing we saw of Mahomes was him doing wizard <laughs> again. Yeah, and and. When when he's on that kind of a on, of a bender, it's just hard to see. It's hard to remember the version that looked ordinary, mm-hmm. even if it was kind of a week before, right? Even if mm-hmm. it was the week before against Indy, they just weren't great. But that Tampa defense had given up twenty seven points. Mm-hmm. They gave up twenty eight in the first half to to Mahomes uh, on Sunday night, and it's it's a blast to watch because none of it's scripted. It just all happens, which is insane to me. Mm-hmm. Just just insane. But I, I agree, and maybe I'm just guilty of, of being part of that Buffalo bandwagon where I just want to see these people get their moment because mm-hmm. they're awesome. And I'm yeah. just I'm not, I'm not talking about being blackout drunk for a whole weekend and jumping through tables and whatever else. Something bad happens, you guys line up and you're there. Thousand donations to Tua after he gets hurt just because you're awesome. I mean, you guys, mm-hmm. Post Mafia is the effing best. Yep. So I am rooting for you. And I guess I look at Kansas City and go, you know, you guys, you know, the kingdom and all that. It's Arrowhead's a blast. You guys have had like five straight AFC championship home games. And so somebody else get having it run through their city would actually be, be a blast as well. That's that's what I mean. When you ask me that question, where does it go through? I say Buffalo and Philadelphia because I think those are the teams that are going to have home field. Okay. That, that's what I'm getting at. Now, do I think Kansas City is more than capable to go to Buffalo and win? Yes. Do I think Tampa, if they have everything right, can go to Philly and win? Yes. So when you say it goes through, I feel like the biggest game is going to be played in Philly and in Buffalo in the playoffs. Fair enough. I just I just was curious because the, the I think Dallas, all credit to Dallas for holding the rope during Dak's absence. Their defense is ferocious, and they get Dak back and Gallup's back and – I mean, they, they they could be scary in a hurry. Yep. And the, the NFC could start to look a little bit deeper. I'm really interested. We're taping on a Monday. 
curious to see what the Rams can look like. Um, it's, it's weird how just I've been thinking about this, just how different the world feels now. You get your one, how you get it. I mean, the Rams go sort of mercenary. You go out and you bring in Stafford, you bring in Von Miller, you bring in Odell Beckham, mm-hmm. and then Beckham's not there. And your coach flirted with TV. Donald was had one foot out the door. I just feels hard, really hard to sustain hunger, greatness, all that stuff. And and maybe it's just because they lost to Buffalo Week One, and, and I you haven't seen the best version of the Rams yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't. I mean, I don't think we're done by them by any stretch of the imagination. Just I don't know. Maybe it feels like there's just a, a a deeper pool of sort of sexier teams in the AFC because of the quarterbacks. Well, it's human nature, Scott. To me, when I look at it, you know the Rams. They know what they put in last year, and again, you're never going to have the same team twice, two years yeah. in a row in this league. Just the way all the roster things work. And only they know what they did in the offseason in preparation and getting ready for this year. And that's why people talk about how hard it is to win in this league. And by God, it's almost impossible to win two years in a row. Uh, and, you know, getting that trophy two years in a row, it's been a while. So I th- just think naturally that's what I think. I just think of human nature and the, the ability to take everybody's best shot and do it two years in a row is is quite a lot to ask for. Uh, so that I think they have that. I, I do think when I look at the Rams, like it's it's not like they're you know they have one win. They've been able to carve out some wins without playing their best. And at this at this point of the season, you know, what are we a month in? I I I'd be I'd be fine with the Rams. Uh, even what happens tonight, it's it's not as bad as it looked the first uh, game against Buffalo. That's that's probably fair. Um, can we talk about Baltimore? Yes, please. All right. Because I am guilty of, when it comes to them, maybe a blind spot, just being honest. I got to know, I know their owner a little bit, Steve Bashani. Happen to really like the guy. Mm. For being a billionaire, he seems like a normal dude. <laughs> If I were a billionaire, I'd be impossible. I just have people carrying me around and keeping the chariot, probably some sort of a very comfortable something where I'm just being led about spoon fed peanut M&Ms and things. There like that. We go. Uh, he's none of that. He does none of that. Ozzie Newsome, Harbaugh, continuity, just organizationally. I just. I also happen to compare it to the team I grew up rooting for here in the area. And I think, you know, I, I envy some things about Baltimore. And so if I'm admitting to a blind spot here, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that exists. But if we look at the last couple of seasons for Baltimore, who is as aggressive and as reliant on the notion of analytics as anyone and how those Decisions have played out, i.e. backfiring. Um, bunch of one-point losses, rolling the dice, going for two. And you're. what do I always say? Everybody loves it when you go for it until you don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sunday, Harbaugh went through and very patiently and reasonably explained why they decided to go for it. The quick Cliffs notes, 14 play, 93-yard, nine-and-a-half-minute drive that ate the entire fourth quarter on a rainy day where Buffalo had a race to 17 point lead. You're on the two. You got the best kicker 
in the history of football. If you go for go for it because analytics, and then you get picked, which isn't part of what you're thinking, because you're thinking if you turn it over, worst case, they start at the two. They don't. Now they start at the 20. And then Buffalo goes length of the field and they win. And I the problem with the analytics conversation is that you can't have the conversation because it, you either are smart and say that you always should do it or you're dumb and you're me and you say, well, wait, wait, can we have a conversation about this? And it's no one wants, no one seems to. It's either, well, you're a dummy and doesn't, you don't get it. Well, you tell me like, and it's not that it, if it doesn't work, it's not right. That's not what I'm saying. That's like, if you sit down at a blackjack table, somebody splits tens and then they get two tens and win and they go, well, it worked. Okay, cool. I'm just not going to play cards with you. Cause you don't know what you're doing. You know what, what you're doing doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I think that's an awfully tough way to lose a game. And now these, these decisions that are the correct decision, according to analytics that continue to not go their way, start stacking up. You've now lost five straight home games. And I, I just wonder where you are with, with the approach Baltimore's approach. Uh, I have a question because when I think about the analytics, okay, Uh this is what I don't understand. There are things that happen in a game, whether it's injuries, whether it's guys being out for a different reason, whatever, whatever. I, I, things happen in a game. Why can't we use what we've learned in the game? happening that day or happening in the past against the same opponent along with analytics? Why can't it be what happens in the game and analytics? Is That's, that because analytics, you have to do it every time? I, I guess. I mean, how often have you heard me talk about blackjack? Like with winners, what, I, I give out winners. It's boring. I get, you want me to tell you why? And it's just because this is we just need video, Scott. We need video for why you're going to say something. Well, because this, because I'm, I'm picking TCU against Oklahoma because <laughs> there you go. Is there a reason? Kind of, but it's yeah. boring, but I'm going to do in that spot. I'm going to tend to do that over and over and over. If you're playing blackjack and you have 16 against the King, you're going to hit it. Well, no, you should surrender. I'm never doing that. I'm hitting it. Okay. If I have eight, three against anything, I'm doubling it because that's what I'm doing. Well, if I've lose five straight eight, three doubles and I get the next one, I can't get skittish. I have to double because math. And so that's where if you're analytic, if you're completely saying analytics, then yeah, yesterday, that's what the analytics say. But here's where the analogy for me, there's a disconnect. Using blackjack, you play in a six deck shoe. I used to love the two-deck pitch game. <laughs> I used to love that one. They still got that anymore? But I know... Sure you s- could find a place. That six has. decks. I got 16 face cards times six decks. There's 96 face cards. That's math. That's not... There's no debating that. That's not opinion. That's math. That's facts. There's no emotion. There's no human being tied to this. That's how many cards there are that are face cards in this deck. Well, analytics and math on a football field in Baltimore in the rain after a game where you had a 17 point lead, but now you don't, but now you got Tucker and now you can take a lead and you can, I don't know. Do you send a message to your defense? Go win it for us, boys. Well, I don't know what the right answer is for what those unquantifiable parts 
of a decision are, but they exist, unlike with blackjack. So when you say math, the math, okay, but it's the math being applied to human beings. And and in this case, look, you've got the Pittsburgh game. Go for two, doesn't work out. The Green Bay game, go for two, doesn't work out. And I'm not saying that that, see, that's just just like saying, oh, you hit 16, you got a queen. Well, guess what? I'm doing it again next time. So if Baltimore is just saying that's what we're doing, okay. But see, if I got enough money, I can play blackjack forever. <laughs> you only get 17 games. Mm. And 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 when those aggressive plays, which mathematically appear to be correct, but don't work, don't work, well, then you end up on the wrong side of things. And I'm just saying there's a, there's a cost to it. Yeah. Even if it, even if it was quote unquote the right thing to do, I don't know. It's just the cost I, I, thing was they didn't even factor in the worst possible thing to happen, and what was that? A pick in the end zone where you don't get while while you're going for it. Because That's, now now every now every play in Buffalo's playbook is at their disposal. They're not backed up against the one. Allen can run everything he wants, and then they get down, and then they exhaust the clock because they know what they figured out. If we can get a first down at the one, we can take knees and let Bass kick a field goal and win the game, and that's what they did. It's, look, it's a, I think it's a fascinating conversation if you're willing to have the conversation. And I'm willing to listen. I just think that the, the math as an absolute being applied to the human being part is is where I just I just am asking what am what do I not get? And I just look at it from a football standpoint. You just had three downs. You didn't get closer. All right. You're gonna. You're looking at. You're the best kicker in the game, and you're like. You're looking at him after game. Ah, oh, we didn't give him a shot, and now you're going back. How many games? I mean, I just. Why can't it just be both? Why can't it be and situations and analytics? Maybe mix in a little bit, but now, I guess that's the uh, the whole idea against Matt. One thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, if you no, just, this, I, I, I got something else on this game, but it's not okay. Analytics. Well, because. Again, using like using the using the cards analogy where it is math and it's a fixed number of things. If if you're that person who you've got you're gonna double and if you're at a table with a lot of people and it's like five straight face cards come out, you're like, Oh man, I don't wanna I don't wanna double now because you just you just took my face cards. Well, again, ninety there's ninety-six of them. And each card is an independent reaction. It's not tied to the last one. Just like this game on Sunday in the rain wasn't it's fourth down, and it had nothing to do with Pittsburgh last year. It had nothing to do with Green Bay last year. I'm not saying it did. Um, and so they did what they thought made sense. But the the worst possible outcome, as you say, that's a pick. You know what? They could have punted from the two <laughs> through the end zone, and that's where Buffalo would have got the ball. Yeah. Now they're bringing out their punter from the two. This is weird. <laughs> I kicked it in the stands. Buffalo ball at the 20. Same outcome. Um, so go ahead. You had something else from this game. Yeah. This game and the Philly Jacksonville game, watching these games back today. You're watching those games on TV. You have, and how good the cameras are now and how good we have the setup of watching these games on TV. Both those games are on grass. You have no idea how bad the conditions are watching that game on TV. That's how good technology is now. Like and we watch, and we do because we live where this was happening and it's still, I, it's, it's still, it's 50 and raining and it's been I, like, wow. And I'm watching Trevor Lawrence fumble the ball away in Philly, and then you go back and you're like, wow, it's brutal out there. And then the Ravens game, like, you know, you, you look at Lamar and 
People are like, oh, did Buffalo come up with a scheme to slow him down? No, the field was, you know, it was a, a swamp, yeah. you know? So I I just, I don't know. It was just something I was watching back today. I was like, man, it is really, really bad out there. And I always go back to the notion my dad always said about be careful betting unders in the rain and stuff like that because the offense knows where they're going and the defense doesn't. So these, just, uh, these, these are the important lessons of a just the observation. Side. Uh, watching those games back because I don't feel like the average person watching that game on TV had any idea how bad hard it was raining and how bad how bad it was. Not making any excuses for anything. It's just an observation I had. Take the analytics piece out of it for 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 Baltimore, man. You've lost back to back home games that you had seventeen point or more leads in the set in in the game. Mm. Uh, that's yikes. That's tough. Really tough. Uh, I had one other thing I'd like to say. The Detroit Lions are, they're like, you know, you talk about a league pass team in the NBA, like about a team that maybe they don't win yeah. a lot, but you got to watch them. Lions. They just, high scoring offense, worst defense, just incredible. I was watching yesterday because in our pick segment on Wednesday, I gave out Seattle. Yep. And so I'm rooting, I'm, root, I'm rooting to be right because that's all you want to be. And, Detroit was not capable of getting a stop, nor was Seattle. And Seattle didn't have RB1 or wide receiver one or wide receiver two. I mean, they're down Swift, St. Brown, uh, DJ Chark, and they're just out there. Goff's out there chucking it. Yeah. And and what's cool, and I think this is the hard knocks reaction, but I think I think – I get the feeling like not just Detroit, but America's rooting for the Lions. Yeah, and I think it helps them a ton coming out of hard knocks and seeing the style they're playing because that it just shows you people all they care about is freaking offense and fantasy. Because you go back and look on the other side, Giants-Bears, not a good game. There's three and one team came out of there. You yeah, know, like it's, they, they, it's they, pretty – People don't care. They just want to talk about and watch offense and fantasy. That's it. That's all they care about. That's that's a that's a great point. I mean, Saquon's playing better. He's a fantasy guy too, for sure. Still, people pick him high and blah blah blah. But I'm just happy for the human to be healthy and out there and be the leading rusher in the NFL through four weeks. Yeah. Um, DJ Metcalf took a cart because he had to poop. He, DK Metcalf. I said DJ. I'm sorry. DK. DK. Yeah. I need a cart, please. I have to poop. I'm just going to say, this is just sort of like a couple things. Number one, we've covered this. You show me a man who says he hasn't pooped in his pants. I'll show you a liar. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, this is kind of a public service announcement about the PPA. It's a poop panic attack. When it strikes, you know, you, you've got you to get to where you got to get to. And if there's somebody that's got a, a people mover that can get you there, by all means, sit down and, and get where you need to go. See, I totally disagree with this. He was supposed to poop in his pants on the field? No, he would have got there way faster. Way faster if he ran. Yeah, but the walking walking part, Steve. What walk? There's no walking when you got to go. Yeah, but even if you're doing the quick step, man, you got to, you have like, you can't have cheeks. No no way. I say time. Time is is the issue. Time's the issue. And it it took a while to get there, is what you're saying. Yes. Like, yeah, but all you're doing when when you, it, it's like being in traffic. What's my quickest way there? You don't over think they the, ha- uh, you don't over think the they have another pair of uniform pants for the guy? Come yeah, on, I, I, they do, but you know I, I, it was not I, needed at all. 
I disagree. I don't, just, guys in the middle of a good game, big game. He didn't taking off his trousers. Who's got my? Who's got my? Who's got my backup game pants? So if you're in a limo in traffic, and one of those bikes come up with a cart in the back, and he's got no traffic, you're gonna stay in the limo because it's comfortable. I just I I'm not gonna move until I know I'm gonna be sitting down on a on the turlet asap. I can't be getting up and readjusting. Got to just try to maintain. Wow. Got to maintain right. integrity. Okay. Okay, this is an important section of the podcast for this week. <laughs> Before we move on, check out a new ESPN and Omaha Productions podcast, Against All Oz with Cousin Sal. Jimmy Kimmel Live personality Sal Iacono and his three childhood friends, lovingly known as the Degenerate Trifecta. I want to hang out with these people. They break down the world of gambling across a variety of sports each week. The guys offer up odds analysis and their best bets, and they talk to celebrities and Vegas experts as well. That's Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Follow the show wherever you're listening to this podcast. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Let's pivot to college. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I didn't mean yeah. for that to happen. Hey, Kansas, game day's coming. Hey, yeah, I got a note on this. Kansas is getting game day, okay? And if you're in the business of covering this team, the coach's name is Lance Leipold. It's not Leipold. The guy's got a top-ranked team. Get the guy's name right. I'm sick and tired of hearing people say people's names wrong when they're supposedly know-it-alls and are in the business. The guy's name is Leipold. Say it right. All right. We follow up the PSA on the poop panic attack with a, a little pronunciation for folks. And you're not wrong. It's but not Steve, hard. No, I agree. Steve, let, let the folks in Lawrence, the good folks in Lawrence, know that not only is game day with Reese Davis and company coming, but there's a quarterback from Fort Worth coming too. What's his name? Oh man, I watched that tape today. Max Duggan, Iowa boy, and I'll tell you right now, he's that ain't a boy. In. That's a grown man, and he, he is, is. It, it is Scott. What the? Here's the question I have for just as we're on this game because I'm watching, and I go back and watch Kansas, and I say right now, Kansas is going to play Oklahoma. In neutral site, wherever at, at at FedEx Field, who are what? What do you make the line? Kansas against Oklahoma? Yeah, I mean OU. Now, see, this is this is a loaded question because you know OU would be a favorite um, after last week. Yeah, they'd be. I mean, they were seven point favorite in Fort Worth. As it turned out, that was incorrect. Mm-hmm. Their defense is a mess. 
What would OU be favored over Kansas by? I don't know. Ten? I I, 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 don't, I don't know. What I'm trying to get here Seven? Is, is I'm watching TCU absolutely dice up. Dice up Oklahoma. Run the ball, misdirection, straight speed to get into the outside, throwing the ball over the top, everything. They just dice them up. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, is Kansas's defense better than Oklahoma's? I guess it could be, but that's the best thing about this sport now because now you got Kansas at home taking on this same team that could not have played better in TCU. And when I look at I would guess Oklahoma has better players, but now you got Kansas. Like I said, the ultimate deal being at home, could TCU re, you know, um, redo that effort from last week? I find it absolutely fascinating, and I just came to myself thinking like, if – TCU did this to Oklahoma. I would think they could do it to Kansas. Well, they're a seven-point favorite in Lawrence. And, and, and here's what we'd say to our friends in Lawrence. Because um, Steve mentioned the possibility of game day a few weeks back. Then we didn't go there, mm-hmm. and everyone got mad. Well, now they're coming. And I have just this thought. Um, I picked Iowa State last week minus three. Their kicker missed three field goals. <laughs> you won by three, 14 to 11. With TCU and Duggan coming in, Mm-hmm. You have got to have more than 10 first downs and 212 yards because if you if that's what you get on Saturday, <laughs> then the best part of your day will be game day being there. Mm-hmm. Um, TCU will house you if if that's what the offense looks like. Now, coming into Saturday, your offense looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. And credit to Iowa State for keeping uh, the offense for KU kind of reined in. Here's what's awesome. We're talking about Kansas football on this podcast. Yes. Because we're interested and we've watched it. And Steve knows the name of your coach and how to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that's what makes this sport the most fun, I think. Look, Bama, yes. Ohio State, Georgia, all that stuff. Look, they're, they're there. They're always there. Those moments when teams like Kansas have their moment and now everyone's paying attention. That's awesome. But here's the thing. Now everyone's paying attention. Yeah. So, so that means with TCU coming in, you know, your your best is required. But that's what you should want. You should Correct. want the opportunity to show. Oh, yeah. Are there still doubters? There probably are. We haven't been great for a while. Well, mm-hmm. here's your here's your moment. That's all you want in life is a chance to have a moment. And on Saturday, you do. Opportunity. Opportunity. All these small schools. Why do they beg to have game day come? Because they know they're going to get more eyeballs. Okay, now you have that opportunity with all the eyeballs on you. How does it show? And there's no doubt in my mind, Kansas' offense is going to be better than it was last week. I but agree. This, but this TCU offense, um, you, they, you're going to slow them down maybe. You know, home crowd, your defense played well against Iowa State. Uh, but this is – this. I just think of the speed factor. I, I don't know – if you've seen this speed, the way they spread you out, Sonny Dykes is a unbelievable play caller when it comes to that. TCU's defense is going to give up Chuck plays, but they're going to count on you having to stop them, and I can't wait to see how this game plays out. Speaking of can't wait, this summer, boy, we were all fired up from Jimbo and Nick. October 8th, AM, <laughs> Alabama. Woo, buddy. AM's got the best recruiting class that money can buy, according to Saban. Hmm. According to Coach Fisher, clown act. He didn't like that. Well, now, you know, now Jimbo's 
has let his talk write some checks, right? Mm. About kicking their ass. Well, those those checks are going to be due Saturday in T-Town. Now, Bama, the quarterback situation is a question mark. Bryce Young hurt his shoulder last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, this A&M situation is not unlike Miami that we talked about last week. The, it, it is different. Last week we talked about Miami getting beat by Middle Tennessee, um, who then had UTSA meep, meep. go to Murfreesboro and hang a big number on him. That's what they do, triangle of toughness. Mm. Shout out to the 215. <laughs> um, but Cristobal's in year one. They're just getting things started. But the whole NIL, we're back, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's a bit early. Jimbo's been at AM for a while now. But you got the recruiting class. It's off of beating Bama last year in your place. And now you're going to take a step forward. You're supposed to take a step forward. You're not taking a step forward. <laughs> you got beat at home by App State. And then you went to you went to Stark Vegas and Mississippi State gave it to him. I mean, and the offense, what's the what's their offense? AM. What is it? I'm asking. <laughs> basic. That's what it is. <laughs> Very basic. That I mean, and that's not what you want to be when you've got all this eye candy that you've five stars and all this decorated class you've got. What, where is it? So I just think back to how it's incredible how, how drastically things can change in this sport from in the summer thinking, man, that's circle that one to now. It's like game days going to Lawrence. <laughs> I mean, you'd gotten, you'd have won a billion dollars on that future. Uh, if you took it, I just, I, I don't know that there's a, a thought here, or I'm, I don't know that, that I'm leading the conversation anywhere uh, with AM other than it has to be more than this. It can't just, you can't just win the off season. Yeah. It's, it's, it's brutal, man. Like just, I know everybody's throwing, you know, obviously what's been the story of the season coaches buyouts right now, Jimbo's at 92 million. I'm not saying he's gone, but this is a bet in the, in the culture that we're in in college football, when it is week to week, it has been brutal. Think about if they lost the Miami game. If Miami did anything in the red zone, they would have been they would have won that game. But it just it's I think, you know, I was going through it with some guys, Jimbo, like, what's the next step? Do you bring it off as a coordinator? Because I don't think there's anybody on his staff that has called plays at this level. And I think he did that on purpose. So that's not that change isn't going to come till the end of the season. And when you look at their offense. There's, you know, last year he, he, I think it was 91% of the snaps he took on offense had a tight end on her. When you look at everybody in college football, no one does it anymore. So it's that traditional people want to say pro style. It is, but I think you got to adapt to what you have talent wise. And, you know, they, they lost Anias, who was their number one playmaker. They haven't gotten the quarterback situation, right. Uh, you know, since Kellen Mann was gone and, you know, I thought Kellen Mann even limited that offense. So there is a lot of things going on in college station and it's not looking great this week, obviously, but I will ask you this because now this is the biggest story. Knowing what happened with Tua last week on national television. If Bryce young tells you coach, I'm good. He gets cleared. You're Nick Saban. Everything's fine. Do you start him first snap in this game? 
I mean, the difference here is like Tua was coming off a head injury. I mean, yeah, if, I'm, just, I'm just using that. Yeah. for everybody worrying about injuries right now. I'm just saying, if you if you if if your quarterback tells you he's good and you clear he's cleared, you starting him first snap against AM. Uh huh. Okay. I I I do. I mean, I I do think, and you've seen it with um, you you've seen it at um Ohio State with Smith and Jigba, right? Like mm-hmm. they said, they said we're not going to put him at risk, and they haven't. Yeah, he came and, back, and then he said, "I was like, I, he, I can't do it." And they were protect him from himself. I mean, that's I think that was. And, and again, with the the two thing is, is such a hard conversation because people speak in absolutes about stuff that they just don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he wasn't concussed against Buffalo. I'm not, but I don't know what I don't know. And Miami's saying, like, look, we we he went through our protocols. Then what the hit hit that happened in Cincinnati, he'd have been concussed no matter what. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that was a horrifying hit. And it's hor- it's awful to see that moment, the fencing reaction and, and everyone knows that. He's already it's Monday. They're already saying he won't play week five, which is interesting. You rarely yeah. see somebody uh on a Monday saying, well, we're not going to play due to concussion. Mm-hmm. Um but but did did they did Miami need to protect the guy from himself? That was Jim Harbaugh's point. Or John Harbaugh's point, I beg your pardon. John essentially said sometimes you got to protect a player from himself. Mm-hmm. And so if my if uh, Alabama felt like Bryce Young was hurt, but he just wanted to be a gamer, I'll give it a shot. Look at speaking of Tua, look what he went through to be on the field at Alabama. Yeah. Got the got the ankle surgery. Yep. To to be able to go. So, you know, sometimes maybe, maybe would that be in 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 Saban's mind that you don't want to let a guy hurt himself? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's, it's a, I've had this injury and mine was due to getting a lot of contact on my shoulder. And like, I wore all these kinds of things. Now listen, I didn't have to throw the ball, but I couldn't get it right. Cause I had no rest because it was constantly practicing, hitting games, obviously contact Bryce is in a different situation here where I think he could get to be in pain free. Now, is it going to affect him? you know, throwing deep balls, trying to drive the ball into a deep out or something like that. That's what I think you have to wait and see because I think if he could do that and there is a little pain, he's going to say, I'm good. And that's where that's where the, the diciness comes in with these injuries. And I think AM could beat or Bama could beat AM easily with Milrow at quarterback. And then you have Tennessee the following week. So I just I think it's it it I'm really interested to see how it plays out. Because if Bryce, I don't think Bryce is going to talk. But if say he said he's day to day, he wants him to you know make all the throws, obviously. But I just I, I've in all that's happened with quarterbacks and injuries recently, I just I found it pretty uh, pretty interesting to see how this plays out. Last week we had what? With ten ranked teams lose mm-hmm. Arkansas. I mean, you had several that were ranked versus ranked, including yeah. Alabama at Arkansas. So by definition, someone's losing the game. Uh, but it was interesting to see without young that Bama had a plan B that didn't make any difference. That's, that's what makes them Ohio state, you know, Georgia, who I give them credit. They had, they, they were taking Missouri's best shot and they made, they figured out a way to get out of Dodge with a win, mm-hmm. which sometimes is all you have to figure out how to do. Yeah. You know? There's going to come moments for everybody in the season where they're not at their best, just win a game somehow. Um, but Bama, you're on the road against a, a good Arkansas team. That's offense you and I both have talked about that we like a lot. Their quarterback goes down. It's like, ah, we got a guy. He's not going to throw a lot. That's okay. Just snap it to him. See what happens. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> I mean, 
Like I root for I root for Maryland. They got a tongue by Loa as well. If he gets hurt, it's gonna be very different looking group. You know, <laughs> margin for error thin. Yeah, Bama eh, on the road against a ranked team. Quarterbacks out. He won the Heisman last year. We're we're good. We're good. Snap it to this guy. Oh, look at him run. Um, I have some math here for you. Oh, good. Is it like uh, what to do from the two? No, no, no. It's just a question. No. Okay, so Bama is ranked is favored by twenty four points against okay. AM. Yes, the over under is fifty one and a half. So let's just say fifty two. So this is calling for a score to be thirty eight to fourteen. Okay. Do you think AM scores fourteen points? Well, they got there last week. Well, they got seventeen, didn't they? <laughs> Sparkful. Yeah. Okay. They got to 17 against Miami the week before. Mm-hmm. Miami gave up 45 to middle Tennessee. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably. But I think, I think Bama gets, I, to me, this feels like an over. Bama just, I don't, whatever their quarterback situation is, they'll score more than that because, again, cat, checks were written mm. that, that, that Nick Saban will cash or will yeah. try to cash. Uh, and and I don't think Jimbo did one thing wrong. You gotta take. You gotta say, "Where's the biggest hill out here? I'm climbing it." Mm-hmm. You gotta. You gotta step in the ring and swing. But then once you're in the ring, you might get hit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't fault Jimbo for for talking. I don't. Um, you're not gonna. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna get. Capone by walk by walking around going, well, I mean, you know, we're just going to try our best. I don't know if we can get them. They're really good. God, they got a lot of good players. We're, we're just, I don't know. We we'll probably won't win, but if, if we do, it'll be great. And we'll no, no. Um, and he was defending his guys and you know, it's his class. I think we all understand you guys have got a ton of dough in the NIL. It's a compliment, yeah. you know, but I mean, Bama, let's be honest. Like, you guys got some dough too. <laughs> Road to perdition for the thousandth time. There are yes. only murderers in this room. So mm-hmm. let's let's not let's not morally put one above another. We're, we're all in the same boat. I just think Jimbo, you know, his mouth wrote some checks and now his butt's gonna have to cash him. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, who knows? Maybe they'll go in there and battle. But uh I don't know. It's this isn't this isn't what anybody down there thought it was gonna be at this stage. Um, but this, this, this whole portal thing and this NIL thing, I mean, you're seeing it new story on Monday. You got guys at SMU, a bunch of guys mm. saying we're going to, going to, they're healthy. They're just going to tap out, sit out, go portal. We, I, I hosted they an ga- event. They got a game Wednesday. How's well, that work? This is what it is, man. We you just I, tap I, out. I mean, come oh, on. Hate it. And, and, and the people that, the people that are like, they, they, oh, they don't get to have a chance to go just like coaches. Of course they do. But like this. In in bulk, this is what you get. Yeah. When there's when there's no consequence and you could just leave at the first it, first blush yeah. of anything. Oh no, by the way, say they're NIL guys and say they got a bunch of dough to go now. Now they took the money and now they're gonna leave. And yeah. what does anybody say about any of it? I, I hosted um a, a, a basketball luncheon for the Cal Ripken Senior Foundation in Baltimore on Monday. We had um Jay Wright. And we had Kyle Neptune, the new Nova coach. We had Gary, Gary Williams, and we had the new coach at Maryland, Kevin Willard. And we were talking a bunch of college hoops, et cetera. And the whole NIL and all and the portal. And 
came up because this is the landscape that, that is now being navigated. And everyone is pro players being able to go where they want to go. And everyone's pro players, or I should say everyone, everyone that was up on the panel was were pro being able to go where you want and being able to get NIL money. But the concern is that if there is truly, if it's truly Wild West, there's no rules governing NIL and there's nothing saying the portal, you can just go when you want. I don't know how you can function in sports if you have just bulk guys on October 2nd saying, we've gotten through four games. Now we can, that's how much we can play to be redshirt. We can protect our redshirt. We're healthy. We're sitting. Bye. That's, that's, that's nowhere, man. Mm -mm. How, who, how's that, how's that benefit young people? You're going to say, oh, they should be able to go where they want. Well, in theory, like you this, what, though, like you this, what's going to benefit that, that young person Being going, in through, college? going through and learn a little something about yourself when you hit adversity. That's what's going to help you. And as much as you can't say it, that's what the deal is. You get a little bit of adversity and then you just tap out. It's not the way it works. Guess what? You're going to face a lot of adversity as you get older. A lot. And, and you know what? Be, you're not going to be able to transfer somewhere else. And, and and largely in life, you know, again, done this so long, the things you've heard me say a million times, perspectives thing you either, is something you either have or you get. And going through stuff, I know both you and I in life went through plenty of crap neither one of us wanted to deal with. Mm -hmm. But we had to, to <laughs> you either had to sink or swim, man. So yeah. somehow somehow you tread water and you survive the, the roughest patches that you could ever imagine. Um but you benefit from it in some way on the other hand. I'm going to stop moralizing and you know and preaching here. Um, the other the other massive story, and you mentioned a little bit earlier, like the buyouts, like Chris being out of Wisconsin, we're up to fifty something million in buyouts already. Yeah, he, uh, they just agreed on 11, 11 million. I saw he took less. He did. If, maybe it's because he's a Madison's guy. Maybe it's because he's he's an alum. But if I'm you, coach. The hell with that. I'm going Jim Calhoun. Not a dime less. Not a dime less. What was he? 62 and 27 or something? His winning percentage? 77%. And I get, okay. And I get beat by Bielema bad and I'm out. What do you owe me on the number? What's the paper say? 18? 18 it is. Get the f out of here. Give me my money. I'm 77%. Yeah. Are you, are you joking? And I love Wisconsin people. I got family. There's season ticket holders up there. Andy North's like family. I, I what, 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 what do you think? You guys have been great forever. And when you haven't been great, you've been good. Mm. Like I look at Colorado. Mm. Look, it's, it's been a mess. All right. Arizona state. We love Herm. They got into some, some, gray areas that they should have known better. Yeah. All right. Coach Collins goes down there, starts to try to brand stuff and 404 this and that. And they just, it's, I saw somebody say this and I'm not trying to steal. I, I wish I knew who said it, but, but it's well put. You can't have a brand before you have the identity of what the brand is. You yep. can't try to brand yourself before you are a brand. That didn't work. I mean, so I, I get those places. Frost, we've covered. Mm-hmm. But Chris at Wisconsin, what do you think you're going to be that's more than you've been? 
that's and maybe it's just you want to keep Leonard. I get that. Yeah, it's that's got to be it. Oh, oh, and that's and that's that's fair. Yeah, but it but it but here's the thing. I guess what I'm saying is that if if, if Wisconsin reasonable, not totally out of hand, like folks that I think are are the most decent, humble, they're awesome supporting their school. They love their school. Matt Madison is Wisconsin. Wisconsin is Madison. Mm-hmm. All that. If they reach this point where it's like, you know, I don't know if this we're going to have to try to do better. Like when we're all we're all good luck to everybody. Good luck yeah. to everybody. Because it's just over. It's, What's your it's, buyout? I don't know, but not a dime less. <laughs> I don't know how many years I got. When it, and listen, if somebody gave me that number today, goodbye. I go Jay Wright. I'll spend the next couple of years chilling. And then I'll come back just like Yosemite Sam firing like crazy in a couple of years. No, I wouldn't. I'd be bored out of, out of my mind. But if you want to fire me after 77%, I'm not giving you a deal. Right. No bleeping way. All right. Well, you got to get to 77% winners. That. Uh, Four Little and five, five buyout number. Four and five week last week. Yeah, that's in the past. Don't worry about I, that. I, I, I'm forward. not. I'm not. All right. Anything else that you'd like to touch on this week? Are we good? We're, we're deep in the weeds here. Judge cut-ins, college football fans. I get it. You're not interested. Um, I, 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 can't sit, I can't sit through another six-year-old soccer game in the pouring rain, Scott. Tell me there is sun in the forecast coming. Allegedly. Allegedly. Okay. And listen, I mean... It, man, it's tough to it's really it's painful to to look at what listeners, friends, family and that were in Ian's path in Florida are dealing with. It's it's just I, I we have family that have you know home down in the Keys and mm. you've dealt dealt with the, what that's like, man, watching that come and your way. And there's not one thing you can do. Uh, and it's the wind. Yeah, it's not that it's a storm. It's, it's 10 feet of the sea that comes through your window. There's nothing you can do. Um, and so it's been rainy here for four days and that's the leftovers, but, yep. you know, sincere, sincere, uh, best wishes and thoughts with everybody that's trying to pick up the pieces down there in Florida, because that's, um, again, I've lived through glancing blows of it and, and it's, uh, it's as serious as it gets. Um, but I mean, the idea of Stanford Steve's standing out in the pouring rain, watching a six-year-old soccer game is a bit of levity is probably needed. Did we at least win the game? Uh, no, we tied and uh, I was not taking any shots at the weather. It was more about having to watch that product on the field in the rain as opposed to anything else. We got to, we got to, we got to switch up the rotation. Run a set piece. I mean, something. Abby, Abby set piece. Let's let's try some other people in in goal. And if there is, if we go no goalie, then let's, let's mix up the rotation. No goalie would be no goalie and extra per extra attack would be real. That'd be something. I mean, let's get them running up and down. That's what we're here for, right? Do you hate the keeper in six-year-old soccer as much as you hate professional keeper? Oh, I hate professional keeper. Hate him. Steve's bit is they don't move around enough. You want you just want to see more activity, more jumping around. And- I want to see more attempt. I, I don't want to hear how fast the ball is kicked at that level. I want to see activeness at the goalie position. A little more activity there, keeper. Yeah, with your, with your Mickey Mouse hand gloves. Mix it on. up. Mix up the looks on the guy. You know. Yeah, I'd be willy nilly giving him that get like crazy big hands guy. Don't leave the five hole open though. Yeah, I'm too tall. You know? 
Yep. Um, right. Yep. It's been a it's been a good one. Been a been a good run here going through the list. Do you hate your fantasy teams? <clears throat> no one cares. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I'm bad. That, that's a yes for people. Just so you know, you got that people. Let's just say that on the drive in tonight, I commiserated with another owner, another past champion. Uh, I just, I apologized for how poorly we drafted and for the dishonor I brought to the past champions locker room. Mm. Um, we don't have a single starting running back. Somehow I managed to draft. I drafted all, all of the third down backs. Don't have a single starter. Not a one. All right. Um, now I need to talk more about this. No one cares. <laughs> We're one in three. There's no hope. Um, there's no waiver wire help coming. It's uh, your fantasy suggestions to Scott. He'll love that. I'm really not interested in what you think. <laughs> and I don't want you to care either. Cause I know you don't, I just needed to talk about it. So thanks. Thanks for listening. Hope everybody has a great week and um, we'll talk to you next time. And remember it's light pole. Get it right. <laughs>